Well, today we are 10 days away from February 14th, which is a very special day. Uh, Many people have been making plans for this day. Uh, Some people, often men, painting with broad strokes, will wait till the last minute to think about what they wanna do for for this day. And we all know what, what I'm talking about, right? February 14th, 2024 is Lent. It's the beginning of Lent. Some of you are like, I didn't see that one coming. This year, not only is February 14th Valentine's Day, uh, but it's also the first day of a 40-day spiritual season called Lent. And today, as we continue our sermon series called Into the Deep, I wanna take some time and look at this often misunderstood season and how parts of it might help us grow deeper in our faith. Now, if you're here today and you are not a follower of Jesus, you've not surrendered leadership of your life to him, maybe you hear the word Lent, but you don't really know know, what it means. You don't really understand it. Don't feel bad at all. I imagine there are plenty of Christians who also don't know that much about Lent, uh, other than McDonald's really ramps up their fish sandwich sales uh, during this Lenten season. Uh, When we hear the word Lent, you might think of that that thing that's in your pocket when you reach in for spare change, you know, or for the under 20 crowd, you may not know what change is when you reach in your pocket for your cell phone or debit card. It's that leftover denim or clothing that's that's in there. Or or maybe when you hear Lent, you think of the stuff in your, your dryer trap that you have to clear out and that my kids never clear out when they do their laundry. Can I get a good amen? Or... For some folks, it's that stuff that collects in your belly button, I'm just saying. (laughs) But Lent, L-E-N-T, is a powerful practice, not just meant to happen one time a year, but to inspire a spiritual rhythm in our life that I believe has the potential to change our life. And even if you're someone who has no interest right now, in following Jesus, participating in a practice that takes you deeper in your faith. While we are thrilled that you are here and would invite you to come back and continue exploring life and faith with us at the very least today, I hope you will leave understanding a little bit better why some people choose to observe Lent and why it matters so much in their life. If you don't know, officially, Lent is a 40-day season, season of 40 days, not counting Sundays, which begins on Ash Wednesday and ends the day before Easter. And these 40 days mirror the 40 days that Jesus was tempted in the desert, where he prayed and fasted for 40 days in preparation for his public ministry. This season of preparation before Easter has been a common practice among Christians for centuries, widely believed to originate with the very first followers of Jesus, and it became officially 40 days around 325 AD, and it's centered around giving up something in life in order to seek God as we prepare for Easter. Now, there's so much I could share with you about Lent that is truly fascinating to me that we don't have time for. 
things like what the ashes on the forehead are all about on Ash Wednesday, how Mardi Gras is actually tied to Lent, which is super ironic, and then you know why fast food places actually do sell more fish sandwiches uh, during Lent. In fact, McDonald's sells nearly 25% of its annual fish sandwich sales during the 40 days of Lent. That's crazy, okay? Don't have time for that. While, while the history and specifics around Lent can be helpful and interesting, I don't want to take away from some much more important and relevant questions that I, I think we might have. Questions like, what does all this mean for us? You know, are we supposed to observe Lent? And if we do, like, how do we observe it? Is it a bad thing if I don't observe it? Like, that's a good question. So, so first, just let me make this abundantly clear. That if you are a follower of Jesus, you are not required nor expected to do anything special during Lent. So, whew, off the hook, right? I do believe, though, that it's never a bad idea, whether during Lent or any other part of the year, to focus ourselves more intently on our relationship with Jesus through reflection, repentance, and intentional seeking of the Lord, even denying ourselves certain pleasures in life or what we would call fasting. And fasting is really what I wanna focus on today as we head into the Lenten season. Fasting is not a way to earn God's favor or increase his love for you, or make you a better Christian than someone else, okay? God's love for us cannot be any greater than it already is. His love was fully displayed and fully demonstrated on the cross when Jesus, God in the flesh, died in our place and then rose from the dead three days later. So why should we fast if it doesn't earn us something special, no favor or love from God? Well, I believe one of the primary reasons we should fast is the very fact that Jesus did. And according to Jesus, he expected us to fast. This whole series is centered around following Jesus in his steps and doing what he says. In the very first week, we started with Peter saying, if you say so, Lord, I'll do it. And in Matthew 6, verse 16, Jesus said this, and when you fast, notice there's not an if there, and when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled so people will admire them for their fasting. I'm so hungry. <laughs> I tell you the truth, that's the only reward they will ever get. When you fast, that stands out to me <laughs> because my guess is there are a lot of Christians who have never fasted outside of preparing for a colonoscopy <laughs> or some other medical procedure. Again, I'm just saying. And while there are many reasons to do a spiritual fast, I do believe there's one primary benefit to fasting to renew and strengthen our hunger for God by refocusing on him through giving up 
a small thing in life, like food or a beverage or a certain pleasure, in order to seek out the greatest thing in life, which is Jesus. John Piper, pastor and author, said this, If we don't feel strong desires for the manifestation of the glory of God, it is not because we have drunk deeply and are satisfied. It is because we have nibbled so long at the table of the world that our soul is stuffed with small things and there is no room for the great. Whoo! So here's my challenge, okay? Here's a challenge for our church. Sacrifice something for 40 days. Not counting Sundays from Wednesday, February 14th through Saturday, March 30th to seek God in three ways. Sacrifice something for 40 days. Traditionally, you don't fast during Lent on Sunday because Sunday is a mini resurrection day. It's the day we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. And so on resurrection day, we don't fast, we feast. We don't deprive, we delight. And someone might ask, well, what, what should I sacrifice? Well, if you're a vegetarian, don't sacrifice meat for 40 days. That is neither a stretch nor a sacrifice, okay? It should be something that stretches you and is a sacrifice for you. And I wouldn't rush into something either. Take some time to, to ask God what he wants you to sacrifice, and you might consider a food item. Traditionally, fasting is from food. Like some item during the 40 days or maybe a certain meal each day as a part of your fast. Maybe you give up lunch if that's something you normally do during the 40 days or give up red meat or soda or sweets, like whatever it is, anything God leads you to do. It could even be something non-food related in this modern day era. Something like giving up TV, social media, video games, a hobby that takes up a lot of time in your life, or maybe you give up your favorite cable news outlet that only makes you angry when you watch it anyway. Too close to home? Whatever it is, don't rush into it and don't compare your sacrifice with someone else's, okay? And when you would normally partake in that thing that you're giving up, when you normally partake in that thing that you're sacrificing, use that time to seek something else to fill it up. And that leads to our big idea for today. Sacrificing one thing without seeking something else will always leave you short in your spirit. Sacrificing one thing without seeking something else will leave you short. You're, you're not accomplishing what a fast really is for. And this, by the way, is probably the area I struggle the most with fasting. At this point in my walk with Jesus, I have made fasting a regular rhythm in my life. Let's say I'm just giving up a meal, a lunch on a, on a Thursday what I struggle with is I'll give up lunch. Like I'll, I'll go, I'll do fine not eating, but I, I tend to fill it up with just doing more work, <laughs> being more productive instead of actually seeking out some intentional things in my life. And so if there's anywhere I struggle with this, it's just putting the right things in place of that sacrifice, which then leads to this big question. What should we seek in our sacrifice? 
What should we seek? And the main scripture we're gonna find out is Matthew 4, 1 through 11. And here in Matthew 4, we see the story of Jesus being tempted by the devil in the wilderness while he was fasting for 40 days. This was right after his baptism, which we looked at last week, and just before he would enter into ministry. Before he did anything in ministry, he fasted for 40 days. And in Jesus, I see three areas of seeking that we need as we sacrifice something in life. If you want to, you can follow along on the screens. Everything I read will be up there or in the message notes section of the Harbor app. There's a recommended resource in the, in the message notes section as well, a book that might be helpful for fasting. Matthew 4, 1 through 4 says this. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and became very hungry, which is the most duh statement in all of the Bible, I'm just saying. During that time, the devil came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, no. The scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Sacrificing one thing without seeking something else will always leave you short in your spirit. So what should we seek in our sacrifice? The first thing I see with Jesus here is this, we should seek the word of God. Seek the word of God. What if over the next 40 days, we as followers of Jesus had a renewed focus on the word of God together? together. And I'm not talking about just reading it, although I do think we should read the Bible. I'm talking about taking a season where we learn to rely on it as food for our soul, allowing it to read us and speak to us. Jesus said, man doesn't live by bread alone, that food for the stomach is good, yes, but we also live on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Do I view God's word that way? As daily food that I can't live without? In Job chapter 23, verse 12, Job, this man who lost everything in life, he said this, I have not departed from his commands but have treasured his word, his words more than daily food. Do I treasure God's word more than daily food? I got a video I want to show you of a tribe of people in Indonesia who waited 47 years for the word of God to be translated into their language. And this video reveals the day that the very first copies of the New Testament were delivered by plane to their village. And I want you to see their response. Go ahead and check out the video.
men weeping, dancing, rejoicing over the word of God. I don't show us that to make us feel guilty. I show it to hopefully make us hungry. Hungry for the word of God. That's why fasting can help with this. During the time that I would normally be eating if I'm, if I'm giving up food or partaking in whatever I'm sacrificing, during that normal time I'm partaking in those things that I'm sacrificing, what if I filled it up with the word of God? That yes, we need to daily spend time with God in his word, but we definitely should be doing that during a fast. Because you can't just sacrifice one thing without seeking something else. To which someone might say, well, I, what do I even read? Like, where, where do I begin? The Bible's so confusing to me. Join the club. Like, I've been a pastor for 27 years. It's still, at times, confusing to me. And I'm not telling you that to offer you no hope. I'm just saying, there's a lot we will never understand. It's not about understanding it all. It's about starting so, so here's some suggestions that are on the screen and in the app. The first one is picking up a Lenten prayer guide that we have created just for you. 40 days of a scripture reading and a prayer for you to pray. These are available for you on the way out. There's a table there. They are free for you to take. Uh, if you want a, a, a hard copy, there's digital versions as well at theharbor.life. And this will take you by day 40 days together. I'll be doing this during Lent. I would love for as many of us as possible together reading the same word and praying the same prayers. There's the YouVersion Bible app, which is free. Uh, it has literally hundreds 
thousands of devotionals and Bible reading plans. If you wanna understand the Bible better, there's the Bible Project. They have a podcast and a YouTube channel that is a fantastic way to start understanding the Bible. There is the Bible Recap, which you see the website there. They are the number one podcast on Apple right now. Just past the Kelsey brothers, by the way. Seriously, number one is a Bible podcast. And it, my wife's doing the, the Bible recap reading plan this year. If you wanna listen to the Bible, there's a ton of ways to listen to the Bible. You might say, I'm not a good reader. Great, there's a plan for you. Go to Streetlights Bible. Streetlights Bible is incredible. It's a group of Christian hip hop artists that took the Bible, put it to an amazing beat, and then read the scripture in the New Living Translation. I've got a little segment for you. You can listen to this on your way to work. You can listen to it while you're laying in bed. Uh, this, is a, this is Romans chapter one from Streetlights Bible. Go ahead and play it. Romans chapter one. Greetings from Paul. This letter is from Paul, a slave of Christ Jesus, chosen by God to be an apostle and sent out to preach his good news. God promised this good news long ago through his prophets and the Holy Scriptures. The good news is about his son. In his earthly life, he was born into King David's family line, and he was shown to be the son of God when he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is Jesus Christ, our Lord. <laughs> Isn't that cool? What a great way to just listen to the word of God. Put it into your life. And there are some things, I'll say again, you may never know the answer to. And that's okay. The point of being in the word of God is not to know it all. It's to better know the one who wrote it all. John 5, 39, Jesus says this, you search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life, but the scriptures point to me. Jesus is the word made flesh. He is the point of scripture. And so during a fast, when you would normally be doing that thing that you're sacrificing, like eating, you should seek out the word of God, even if it's just one verse. Say, Lord, I'm gonna seek you through this one verse because sacrificing one thing without seeking something else will always leave you short in your spirit. So what should we seek in our sacrifice? Well, we seek out the word of God, treasure it more than daily food. Man, second thing is this, we should seek the will of God. The will of God. Matthew 4, verses five through seven, Jesus's story here continues. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Notice, by the way, our enemy, the devil, knows and uses scripture. So if we're not attuned to the will of God through his word, we could be deceived by the devil himself using God's word. Jesus responded, the scriptures also say, you must not test the Lord your God. Or in other words, this isn't God's will for my life right now. Remember, this was all before Jesus had done anything in ministry. 
He had spent 40 days fasting and praying and seeking God's will in the desert. This was all a part of his preparation for his public ministry. And eventually he would reveal who he was, God in the flesh, the Messiah, the one who would take away the sins of the world. So in essence, Satan was tempting Jesus to speed up the plan to reveal who he was in his own way before the father wanted him to do it by throwing himself off the temple and having angels save him. But Jesus, having sought the will of God through the word and through prayer and through fasting, was able to combat Satan with what he already knew was God's will. This is one of the main reasons Christians fast as well, to seek out and better know the will of God. The will of God in general, yes, but also at times the will of God for a specific thing. Maybe there's a major decision you're facing in life, a healing that you are asking God for, a conflict that needs resolved, an area of provision in your life. Instead of forcing God's hand and jumping off the temple, if you will, what if you took a season of sacrifice and seeking to see what God has to say about this thing? Whenever you get a craving, for that thing that you would normally eat or drink or participate in. In a fast, you use that craving as a trigger to pray. So literally, when I'm fasting from food, when my stomach growls, I'll pray. Sometimes just a one-sentence prayer. And that's the whole thing. It's not about being elaborate in what you're praying. It's just about seeking him in prayer, allowing him to speak to you. To which someone again might say, but I don't even know what to pray for. So here's some suggestions. We have a Lenten prayer guide. (laughs) Literally 40 days where Justin Baldwin, our pastor who leads our prayer ministry, wrote a prayer for us to pray together. You might use that. Uh, You can pray through the Psalm of the day. And that's easy to figure out because today is February 4th. And so Psalm 4 is the Psalm of the day. Just pray through it verse by verse, slowly praying the scriptures. I love praying the scriptures over my life. If you want specific things to pray for, you can go to unreachedoftheday.org. And every day they provide an unreached people group. People who don't know Jesus around the world, an entire tribe or people group and give you information on how to pray for them to come to know Jesus. You can go to persecution.org or Global Christian Relief Prayer app. Both of those serve the needs of persecuted Christians around the world, and they daily give you something to pray for in regards to those who are persecuted for their faith. You can pray through the Lord's Prayer, reflecting on each statement. Just slowly, our Father, who art in heaven, and reflect on the greatness, the glory, the goodness of our Father in heaven. And line by line, you can go through the Lord's Prayer as a way to seek something in your sacrifice. Again, the goal is not always what you say. The goal is who you are seeking. Am I seeking Jesus in this fast by intentionally taking time to pray? And then Matthew 4, verses 8 through 11, says this. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Get out of here, Satan, 
Jesus told him. For the scriptures say, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away and angels came and took care of Jesus. That's one of my favorite prayers to pray, by the way. I'll pray it when I feel tempted or overwhelmed or struggling with doubt or anxiety. Or I'll pray it when I'm believing a lie about myself or about God or about others that Satan is using. I actually pray this prayer every Sunday over this room before anyone's even here to worship. I walk through the building and I pray, get out of here, Satan, in the name and blood and power of Jesus. For the scriptures say we must worship and serve the Lord our God alone and that's what we're gonna do. Isn't that awesome? Get out of here, Satan. For the scriptures say we must worship and serve the Lord our God alone and that's what I'm gonna do. And I use that prayer again and again and again and again in my life, modeling the prayer of Jesus in his moment of temptation. But really, it's that worship piece that we're gonna end with today. Sacrificing one thing without seeking something else will always leave you short in your spirit. So what should we seek in sacrifice? Well, we seek the word of God. We seek the will of God through prayer. Number three, we should seek the worship of God. The worship of God. There's nothing like worship, musical worship, to focus my attention on Jesus. Like what if for the 40 days of Lent, you just said, I'm I'm not gonna listen to any other music but worship. You think you might refocus a bit more on Jesus if that was all you listened to? So I'm gonna invite the band to go ahead and come up and they're gonna get prepared for worship and to begin our worship today, we're gonna take communion together. On your seats when you came in were communion cups. You wanna grab those, you can if you're in the the risers and didn't get a cup, we got ushers that will get one for you. Just raise your hand if you did not get one. And if you are someone who has a gluten allergy, no worries. These are all gluten-free uh, prepared for you. You don't have to be a member of the harbor to receive communion, but we do ask that you be in a right relationship with Jesus. So if there's something between you and God that needs taken care of, we would ask that you either do that before receiving it or just abstain. And if you abstain from communion, I promise you we will not think anything of it. We would rather you abstain than take it in a way that scripture says is unworthy. Because what it represents is on the night Christ was arrested, he shared his last meal with the disciples and they were celebrating Passover and he passed the bread around and he said, every time you eat this bread, Remember my body given for you. And he passed a cup of wine and we use juice for multiple reasons that you can probably figure out. But Jesus said, every time you drink this cup, remember me, my blood poured out for your sins, the sign of a new covenant. My sacrifice once for all time. No longer will we kill lambs and goats and bull for sacrifice, but the lamb of God has been sacrificed. And so every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, remember me. And 
Make sure that you're in right relationship with me. In fact, if you don't even know Jesus, you never put your faith in him, like during communion, you could just express your faith in Jesus for the very first time, that Jesus, I believe. I believe you are the sacrifice for me. You died in my place. You rose from the dead. So my faith is in you. And he'll forgive you of your sins, wash you clean, make you new, and empower you to live a new life with him. You can, you can celebrate Lent for the first time as a follower of Jesus. And if you make that decision, we'd love to know about it. The easiest way to let us know is to text us the word life to that number on the screen, 63566. And we're just gonna celebrate with you and thank you and just say, hey, welcome to the family. Here's some next steps we recommend you take. So if you do put your faith in Jesus, it's the best decision you will ever make. It is the hardest one you will ever live out. We wanna help you live it out. So text us that word life to 63566. I'm gonna pray here in a moment. Then the band will just pause. And if you gotta do any work with the Lord, you can. And then we're gonna worship the Lord today as we kick off this season starting on February 14th. 40 days sacrifice, 40 days seeking God through his word, his will, and through worship. Whenever you're ready to receive the elements, you can. And then I encourage you to, to worship as you feel led. If you wanna kneel or stand or throw your hands in the air, we are about to worship the name of Jesus. Get out of here, Satan. For the scriptures say we must worship and serve the Lord our God alone and that's what we are about to do. <laughs> so Father, we thank you for this sacrifice of Jesus. We thank you for shedding the blood of the lamb for our sins. And as we reflect and receive the body and blood of Jesus represented in this bread and cup, we give you praise. Lead us each to know what you want us to sacrifice and how you want us to seek you over this 40-day Lenten season. In Jesus' name, amen.